Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usedbookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Myself, Johnny B. Today, we have a special guest. It has been a few episodes since we had somebody. And, you know, I, th- I believe you are the first female guest we have on the podcast. So congratulations on that. Sabrina, YouTube reseller, Barbie expert, right? And it's not like, listen, we didn't just search her out because of the new Barbie movie, right? This is like, Johnny's like, hey, I know somebody I watch on YouTube. You learn a lot of valuable information. So Sabrina here is going to, you know, kind of tell us about her business, the excitement of selling Barbies. And, you know, we, we deal in books. So Barbie's a whole new world for us. But oh, we yeah. Just like kind of like focusing on like a niche or something that's kind of where you can just focus in, understand how it works. And I think you're going to make more money doing that. So Sabrina, introduce yourself. And uh, we'll kind of just jump into things. Sounds great. Well, I have been selling on eBay casually since about 2004, but it wasn't until maybe about five years ago that I started to take it more serious and turn it into a little business. I actually started doing it because I wanted to make Disneyland money so I could take my family on Disney trips. So that's what it started as. And then I just loved it so much. It a hobby turned into a little business. Uh, when I first started selling, it started off mostly with clothing and maybe a few little um, toys here and there. Um, but as I've gone through the last couple of years, I've kind of really changed. A, a, I changed a lot just figuring myself out and figuring out the types of things that I like to sell. And now I would say that though I do sell lots of different items, um, mostly clothing, media, and toys, Barbie is my niche and it is my specialty. And I've been selling a lots of Barbie things for many years now, or many years, we'll say like three years. <laughs> I actually Feels started like following your channel when you were slinging DVDs. Yeah. That's how I found out about you. And I got a lot of good information that I've been sharing with Mike's group because of those videos. So I owe you a thank you. So thank oh. you. Awesome. Thank you. I do think, though, right, it's like, why do we all start out with like clothing? Like clothing's the hardest right? thing to sell on eBay. And we're all like, yeah, we'll just sell clothes. There's no big problems. And it's like the worst thing to do. It's like you just want to quit by the time you're done selling clothes. Right? But uh, so like give me a little bit of backstory here. Like we know Barbie's like your focus and expertise. Like is this something like you just like growing up? Like I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan and I would love to just sell Ninja Turtle stuff. But like there's not enough of it. But I'm just curious, like the backstory to the Barbie stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually loved Barbie when I was a little girl. I played with Barbies way past the time that I probably should have. Um, I laugh about it because my daughter's 12 and she's super into fashion and makeup. She has no toys. And when I was her age, I was still deep into like my epic Barbie adventures. So it's so funny to me to see. Uh, I think, um, what I really loved about it is I love dressing them and my uncle had built me this wooden dollhouse and I love to decorate it with all the furniture and accessories and I think I'd spend most of my time getting the dolls ready 
for their adventure versus like actually playing with them. <laughs> but I loved, I loved it. And then um, one time I was at a yard sale and I bought a huge, like someone had like a suitcase and it was full of doll clothes. And, and then it had like another box of like dolls and I bought all of it, even though I didn't really have experience selling dolls yet at that time. And I just had so much fun with it. It made me feel like I was a little girl again, combing the dolls hairs and dressing them. My husband walked into the room and was like, are you working or are you playing? <laughs> and I just told him, think on plane <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like both so yeah. I, I kind of want to switch it up here because you do youtube right sabrina's magical yeah. world of thrif thrifting mm -hmm. if you guys don't know it's going to be posted in the description below and the comments below so like why why did you decide to get into youtube um just actually started youtube in 2020 um during the pandemic so it was actually just something that i was just bored and i wanted a hobby and thought it would be fun. And I learned a lot of information on YouTube. So I kind of just wanted to give back. And I always just feel like I have all this like creative, like energy in me, and I just have to have a way to get it out. So YouTube has been something that's been helping me out with that. And I just love doing it. It is, uh, it is fun to help people out here. Um, so like, let's just say here, right, because every thrift store I go in, they usually have like, let's say on the topic of Barbies here, right? They usually have like these Barbies that are in the boxes and they want like $30, $40. For million dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's, it'll just be like some anniversary Barbie or something like that. Like in majority of the world speaking, if, you know, somebody, just a normal reseller walks into a thrift store, like, and they see a Barbie, like, is there some, some kind of easy way we can decipher pretty fast whether or not it's worth even looking up or asking for them to get it out of the glass case because they don't show the price you got to ask for it to see how much it is it's like some some quick tips and tricks if I just walk in and the Goodwill's got three box Barbies sitting in the glass case mm -hmm. so I really wish I had an easy answer to that but normally when that's the case it's normally not worth it uh, a lot of those holiday Barbies, which actually it's funny that you mentioned that because I have that on my list of an upcoming video that I'm going to make is I'm going to talk about those holiday Barbies, you know, the, those uh, ones you see in the big dresses and, and you always see those at yard sales and you see them at um, thrift stores and they're always behind the case and they'll try to sell them for like $20 or something. Those holiday Barbies, I would not pay more than a dollar for. They are really hard to sell. There's so many of them. I would compare those dolls to like a Disney VHS or a Beanie Baby. It's just one of those things where uh, in the night, especially in the 90s, a lot of people love to collect them because they were told that they were going to be worth a lot of money. So I don't I know. I know that my grandma had some. Um, maybe some of my aunts had some. I had some in the box. And now it's just like it's one of those things where the market's just saturated in them. So I typically don't sell Barbies in boxes. Even if I find them in boxes, I open them up. Really? And, and I sell them that way. It doesn't de doesn't increase the value. Well, the reason that I do that now, if I look up comps on this doll, a particular doll, and let's say that there's 15 other people selling the same doll, 
then I open it up and sell it. If it's, oh, it's a separator from the other sellers. Yeah. No. Yes. So if it's a very rare doll and there's not very many of them, or if the comps on them are really good, I'll leave them in the box. Uh, but otherwise, a lot of Barbie collectors don't leave their dolls in the boxes. They mm -hmm. like to open them and display them. So why do they want to pay $20 for shipping this box that they're just going to open it up when they get it anyway? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so I open it for them. And then in the title, I'll say something like newly opened or never played with or something like that. So where do you um, sell the Barbies? Is it primarily eBay, Amazon, Etsy, or elsewhere? eBay, eBay. I do cross post onto Macari and some of them onto Poshmark. Um, but for the most part, most of my sales come on eBay. Actually, probably about like a year or two ago, they used to sell so well on Macari. Probably like 50% on Macari, 50% on eBay. But as of lately, I can't move those dolls on Macari anymore. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but they do sell really well on eBay. Very cool. So um, I don't know if you know, but do can you sell Barbies at Amazon? Either one of you know? I mean, I I'm, I'm ungated. I can sell new Barbies. You can only sell it as new or collectible. So you can't list it as like used, right? Amazon you can't do used Barbie. Interesting. You could do collectible. I mean, you won't have to buy box, but I went in and looked. I can sell Barbie. I mean, if you're a brand new seller, you probably have to get ungated to sell Barbie. But for my account, that's been around forever. I can list anything that's Barbie related as long as it's newer collectible. Gotcha. I'm uh I'm curious here because Barbie's like kind of your focus here, but do you like I used to work at Toys R Us and I remember when uh Monster High dolls came out. I was working at Toys R Us. I did security at Toys R Us. And I'm not kidding. People would line up outside of Toys R Us for like five hours to get these Monster High dolls. And uh do you have like is Monster High like another one of your specialties? Because I think that's like kind of like the newer age Barbies. And I like the idea of like, they're like the daughters and the sons of like the horror characters. That's kind of what I like about it. But uh, what's your take on Monster High? So I love Monster High dolls. Uh, I think that they're so fun. Like if I had space to collect things, like more things, I would, I would collect them because I just think they're super cool. I'm super into like all that horror stuff and, and they're uh, very unique. And they're really beautiful. Uh, but for me, I wouldn't say that they're a specialty only because I have a really hard time finding them. Um, so because I can't find them, I don't sell them that often. So I just don't know that much about them. But whenever I do find them, I buy them and they sell really well. Do you think thrift stores overprice all their Barbie stuff? Yes, absolutely. I think I agree. Like, I, I feel like, there is a lot of Barbie stuff out there, but like, I think you, I think that's like, I think you probably do a lot better at like flea markets or garage sales. Like, and that's weird to say because a lot of people just thrift, right? They only go to thrift stores for reselling. And I think like with the specialty you have with Barbies, I feel like the thrift stores charge way too much. And then Johnny B who just wants all of his daughter's Barbies going is going to charge way too little. There's like no in between where you're like, all right, I'm going to pay three to make three. You're either paying way too much or you're paying not enough in your mind because you're going to make a lot more money. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm I love to just buy Barbies at yard sales and Facebook marketplace. I buy them in bulk. 
that's how I feel is the the best way to do it for me. Now, if I'm at a thrift store, I'll always go look at the Barbies, but it's super rare that I buy Barbies at your at thrift stores. So you buy a bulk lot of Barbies. What's your what's your processing or sorting process on that? Oh my gosh, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> the like, last <laughs> no clothes, clothed or yes. <laughs> It's so hard to figure that out. And I think that every time I do it, I do it a different way because I'm just trying to figure it out. But, and I think it also depends too on what it is I'm working with. But for the most part, I like to identify the doll first. Um, That way I can see if I have the outfit because a lot of times when I, when I buy the dolls, they're not wearing their clothes and then yeah. there'll be like a separate bag that like will have all the clothes in them or so they'll be on to the clothes in case you get a Barbie down the road, whose clothes go with that Barbie. Neat. Exactly. It's like a puzzle piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. So it's, it just all depends. Um, I like to take a picture of a Barbie wearing an outfit with Google lens. Cause that's the best way to identify it if the doll's wearing the outfit because then Google sees it as like, oh, this is a doll outfit. So I like to put the outfit on the doll, I'll Google lens it. And then if if the doll's wearing its right outfit, it'll show me right away. But if it's not, then it will show, then I'm, it's probably gonna show me because it picks up the outfit more than it does the actual doll. So then it will show me which, um, which out what what doll goes with that outfit and then I'll be like okay now let me go look for that doll and see if I have that so it it's so complicated it it really is it's like doing math sometimes like just trying to to identify everything so is there a certain because Barbie's been around forever just like G.I. Joe mm-hmm. is there a certain time period of Barbie like 1950s Barbie that are more sought after and desirable or valuable or yeah so definitely like the 60s and the 70s. Oh Just my God. If you find those, it's such good money. I actually sold a Barbie dress that was from the early 70s and it sold for $100. Just the dress. Wow. Just the dress. How yep. can you tell? How can you tell what year it's from? Is there like a, is there like a year date on them like other toys or no? So they have a tag. And um, I wish I can show you. Maybe I can Google it on my phone and show you. Um, those dolls have a little tag on them. Like a paper tag? And, you're talking uh, like a stamp on like the actual plastic of the doll. Um, well, actually, I'm talking about clothes. Okay. So Thanks. the clothes yeah. will have a little tag. And it'll have like that classic looking Barbie logo on it. If you if you could know what I'm talking about, like the classic looking one. Yeah. And if you see that, then there's a really great possibility that it's worth good money. So um I have different websites that I use to identify um the clothes. So if I if I can tell that this is a 70s dress, then I'll just look up like dresses from the 70s, or I can also Google lens it and sometimes that will show it too. Um, but as far as the dolls go, you could tell they're old by looking at them. I have one right here. This one. Oh yeah. That's got like the seventies, eighties vibe. Yeah, totally. You could just tell, like, if you find them, you'll know. (laughs) It's the hair. It's the hair. It's the dead giveaway. Uh, 
the little it's, eyes. It uh, it is pretty crazy because I went down a rabbit hole and I asked my wife Deb. I said, "What do you think like the most expensive like Barbie is on eBay?" And she actually guessed it right. That black and white stripe one that you kind of just showed, like that they're selling for you know six thousand plus dollars all the time, and it's like it's crazy to me. It's just like something so niche and specific. But if you really get focused on it, like. I, for all I know, I probably could have walked by that that specific Barbie a hundred times in my thrift and lifetime because I don't know nothing about it. It's like if you just have little tidbits of information about certain things, like you can mm -hmm. you can just make yourself so much more money. Like when you see a bag of Barbies or something. Exactly, exactly. Um, so going back to the original question you were asking, so these dolls from like the sixties and seventies, those are the best ones to find. After that, I would say eighties is pretty good. Um, once we get into the early 90s, those ones are good too. But once once you're in the mid to, to like late 90s, those ones get a little bit iffy. Um, that's when people were really collecting Barbies during that time. So there's just a lot. They're, they're more common. They're easier to find. So some of those dolls aren't worth as much. But once you get into the 2000s, like the Y2K era, uh, those ones are um, pretty good. Like a lot of those dolls will sell between like 18 to $30, which I find that to be good for a doll that's used. Um, yeah, I'm just recalling my childhood from the 90s. It was like a Barbie commercial, like every other commercial. Exactly. Yeah, they were way more collectible at that time. And it's actually the ones that people were collecting that aren't worth money today. It's the ones that everyone opened and played with and are harder to find because people just weren't saving them. So those are the, the dolls you want to look for. Um, but yeah, and then um, in the early 2010, so like between 2010 to like 2012, I want to say, there was a cartoon out called Life in the Barbie Dreamhouse. I want to say that's what it was called. And it was a pretty popular cartoon. My daughter actually watched it. And they made dolls based off of those cartoon characters. And if you can find those, those ones sell really well too. Um, a good giveaway is those ones came with rooted eyelashes. So the eyelashes aren't painted on. They're like little hairs on their on oh. the eyelashes. Yeah. Little tiny hands to put them together. Oh, man. So just some history that I don't know, but I'm curious on. Um, I think it's Mattel was the original manufacturer of Barbie. Has Barbie ever exchanged hands between toy manufacturers? Or has it always been Mattel? It's always been Mattel. Okay. Yeah. You come across this $6,000 Barbie at a, at a garage sale and uh, you buy it, right? Are you mm -hmm. keeping it for yourself or are you selling it? I'm selling it. This one I kept uh, because it was gifted to me by a family member. And I was just like, I think it's really good to have one of these dolls because when I find their clothes, I can use her to model them or um, like I use her her feet a lot because I find these vintage Barbie shoes all the time. So I'll use her feet to like model the shoes because as you can see out here, she's got like, I don't know if you can see it actually. She's got like little painted, her her toenails are painted. Oh, wow. um, so like I, I like to take pictures of her modeling the shoes. So I actually, it's it's cool because I, I, I feel it's awesome to own one of these vintage dolls. But at the same time, I could use her for the business too. 
Now, speaking of photos and eBay, because Mike loves eBay. So let's talk about eBay for a second. How many photos are you taking of Barbie? Because I imagine all kinds of angles, like the maximum photo limit. Um, I I would say I take anywhere between eight to 15 photos. Would probably. Okay. That's about what I take from the books here. So nice. Because the collectors want to see are the hands in good condition, the feet. They want to see all the parts of the doll. Yeah. So I do my best to, to show. So I'm everything. curious on your end, because of all the angles and everything you just described there, um, I know that eBay just added it recently, but with the video feature, you think would enhance the sale sales for Barbies or not so much? It's always going to be photos. I've never used that feature for the dolls, um, mostly because I'm always trying to list them really fast because yeah. I always list them in bulk. And right. it just takes more time um, to process the listing if you're taking video. Oh, yeah, it's like day or two day yeah. turnaround processing approval. It's nonsense. Uh, exactly. And then, yeah, and I always feel like I always have problems with it glitching on me. Like yeah. it doesn't upload the video and I'm just like, I'm not dealing with it. I'll just take lots of pictures. It's just easier. So how many listings of Barbies are you doing a day? Um, well, right now I took a break from Barbie because <laughs> I, sure. I really how many listings are it. you doing a day? Not just Barbie. How many listings do you do? On um, after I, I do about 15, 15. a day. Yeah. Okay. But when I do Barbie stuff, um, I could probably do more like 20 if I'm doing them in bulk and I'm just like listing like some like shoes and stuff like that. I can, I could do them a little bit faster. So shipping, are you just popping these things in bubble mailers and letting them go? Or how are you shipping the Barbies? I ship the Barbies in boxes. In boxes. I always ship in boxes, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I have learned from the the Barbie re, um, community, because uh, I am I join all of their groups on Facebook, and um, I, get, I become very involved in their groups um, because I just want to be able to understand them and know what it is that they like. And what they expect from sellers when they buy on eBay. And one of their biggest things that they complain about is how um, sellers ship their dolls. Right. I can really, see. That. Yeah. They get really angry about it sometimes. And they'll go on their groups to vent and they'll talk about, yeah, I left them bad feedback and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like, I'm head was detached, bad packaging. Yeah. If I'm so, on Family Feud and they're like the top five most probably pain in the butt customers to deal with like i'm going to say barbie is one of the categories because i can just hear the customer service nightmares now like this barbie was this and that like how do you think customer service for barbie you think maybe barbie buyers are more picky like collectors and things like that compared to other categories no I actually would say, and maybe it's just because I've mastered it. So I don't have problems. I've, I, I've never had a problem with a Barbie buyer, actually, now that I think about it. Um, but I, I do ship their items very securely. I post tons of pictures. I'm very honest in my listings. Yeah. Um, so I think as long as you do that, they will love you. Like they're a really great um like the typical Barbie collector normally is like a young at heart, uh, really kind person. Um, so I, I noticed that they always leave feedback. They're really great at leaving feedback, actually. And um, they they'll come back and buy from you again if they're happy. 
they're they're they've actually been really good to me and really awesome. I I, I like the Barbie community. So you can say it or not say it. how how large is your store composed of bar just Barbies, just the Barbie side of your business? You can even give a percentage if you prefer. I would say that's a really good question. I would say maybe about 40%. 40%? Okay, cool. Is there an endless supply of Barbies? Like, do you feel like you could literally just, just if you cut out everything else you did and you said, I'm just going to do Barbies, do you think you could make a full-time income uh, just doing Barbies? That, that includes sourcing and selling. Like, to, you know, would you make enough money? Would you find enough Barbie stuff to just have only Barbies in a full-time reselling store? So I would say that there is enough stuff out there that you could do that. Uh, but as far as making a very solid living off of it, I would probably say no. So in the book world, there's certain book resellers that are the big dogs, right? Is there, mm -hmm. are there also certain big dog Barbie sellers? I don't know. I've never really looked into that. Sometimes though, when I do list Barbies and I'm looking on eBay and looking for comps and if I see somebody, uh, made a really nice listing i'll go in and look at their store and see what it is that they're doing just out of curiosity and i like to learn from other people and see what uh other sellers are doing in their stores and i have seen that there are um some really nice um looking barbie stores out out there on ebay um, but i just haven't given it that much attention other than just being nosy and peeking around here and there so this is more of a funsy question than anything. Is it? Is there some fantasy down the road where you're going to open your own brick and mortar Barbie resale shop? Probably not. Uh, it would, it it's open. Would oh, it's so open. <laughs> but probably not. Why? Why isn't Ken worth as much as Barbie? Actually, Ken is worth pretty good money. I always, when I see um, Ken dolls, even like some of the newer ones, because it's really rare that I'll pick up like a like a newer doll because those ones just don't sell for that much and they're kind of made like shit but um all the like ken dolls always sell i never see ken in the thrift stores now that i think about it it's always bags of barbies there's never bags of kens right you never walk in you see yeah. a bag of kens it's always bags of barbies it's like come on where are all the <laughs> i don't think at? i've ever seen a bag of kens either to be fair now um the the playhouses do you sell those too or not so much i will buy the playhouses and part them out parts okay cool that is uh that is smart it is funny because deb talks about growing up she had the, the barbie convertible she's like if i still have that thing today you know it's worth its weight in gold so like some of the big bulkier items like that is smart because i do think there is a lot of opportunity when it comes to parting things out in different categories and it really doesn't get talked about like you probably could sell the you know the dollhouse for 100 bucks but if you parted it out you probably make 300 dollars and it's probably a lot easier to well it's definitely easier to ship and store because you, if you break it all down you'll take up less space um so I'm, I'm just curious like so you started with ebay like what made you decide to start cross-listing because that's like the huge thing like do i want to cross-list ebay sucks i'm not getting sales on ebay i'm going to start cross-listing and people think that's the solution i'm just curious what your take is on cross-listing and like why you started doing it the funny thing about it is i actually have been thinking lately of maybe not cross-listing anymore <laughs> i i I can't even tell you why I started doing it. I think it's it was just one of those things where everyone was saying to do it. So I did it. 
And I mean, it's allure if it's in more places, more people see it, yeah. people see it, more buyers buy it. Don't care from where, right? Yeah, so I, it, I get the appeal and the allure. I mean, I'm kind of cross-listing, but I, I don't think I'm going to go above and beyond eBay and Amazon. Maybe my own website at some point down the road, but that's as far as I think I'm going to take it. Yeah, and I I think that, so I do cross-post on Poshmark and Macari, but I don't think I'll ever add another one to it. Um, I I think it's just, it takes up like extra time and you can be using that extra time and I, I do use the Bindu to cross post, but um, it still takes more time to do it. And then you got to go and delist it and all that stuff. And and I have that problem too, where sometimes um, an item will sell and that I already sold somewhere else. And I don't know how that ended up. Like it slipped through the cracks. It happens all the time. That's Johnny B's worst nightmare. He dreams about it every night and he wakes up from it like, oh no. And, I, and then I go to work to make sure it doesn't happen. Exactly. It's, um, just, it's a headache. I, I, I honestly feel like eBay is just the better platform um, compared to the other one. So I'm keeping them for now because for now they're still worth it. I look at my numbers every quarter and it's like, is it still worth it to have it? <clears throat> and it always is, but not by a lot. It's like barely worth it. <laughs> it's a, until it gets to the coin flip, I'm uh, I'm I'm going to keep it. No, I get that totally. Um, So with the, what what's your favorite part about this whole process? Is it the sourcing? Is it the shipping? I mean, collecting money is always fun, right? But uh, the whole in the resale environment, what's your favorite part? Oh, I would say okay. So I love when I get like a box of Barbies, and I'm like, okay, I have to like figure figure this out, like like a puzzle, like I had said. Yeah. And then when I figure it out and I'm like, oh, now I know what doll this is. And now I know what outfit it goes to. And it's worth this amount of money. Like that feeling you get when you figure it out and you find something that's worth money. It's just like, like success, you know, that feeling you get like in Mario, when you jump on that pole at the castle, you know, kind of like that, that feeling, you know? No, I get that. Um, I, I, I sort the books by uh, genres and publishers. So I, I, the puzzle vibes definitely there. When you say puzzle, I'm like, yep, there's a puzzle every day. So what um, in, in Barbie world, I'm not even sure that's correct terminology. I'm making stuff up here as I go in Barbie oh, world. Okay. <laughs> what's the, what's the non Barbie, non Ken, non family member Barbie. What in that vein, what's there to most profitable non Barbie Barbie, I guess. Or something to look after. It doesn't have to be more surprising. Uh, I would say basically any doll that's not Barbie. Any doll that's not Barbie. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Let me rephrase that. Any vintage looking doll that's vintage. not Barbie. Okay. That's fair. If you go and you walk down the bar Barbie aisle in Target today, you'll see tons of diversity, uh, yeah. which I love and is amazing. And I wish it was like that when I was a little girl. But if you went down the Barbie aisle when I was a little girl in the early 90s, yeah. everything was blonde, you know, blonde Barbie everywhere. Uh, but to be fair, they did have her friends where, you know, she had the different like nationalities of friends. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they didn't make a lot of those. 
Okay. And um, those ones um, are always valuable when you find them. So any any doll, any Barbie doll that's vintage that does not have blonde hair, uh, I would definitely look into that. Okay. I walk into a thrift store. There's a bag of Barbie clothes. Just say your standard, you know, poly bag size, like nine mm -hmm. by 12. You don't know nothing about it. Uh, how much should somebody be willing to pay, you know, for maybe 30 Barbie outfits at a thrift store? Just they just walk in, they see the bag of Barbie clothes. It's kind of like I kind of relate it to like the Build-A-Bear clothes, right? Because some of the Build-A-Bear stuff sells for good. So like sometimes you just find a bag of Build-A-Bear clothes. And when I was an everything seller on eBay, I sold plenty of Build-A-Bear stuff. So like just give me a number here. I walk in, there's a bag of Barbie's clothing, you know, normal size you know, Ziploc bag, like, what do you think you should pay for it? Like, you're guaranteed to make money, like 10 bucks, 15 bucks? Yeah, I would say about 50 cents per piece. Okay. Um. So if I found a bag of 10 Barbie dresses, and they were selling it for $5, I would buy it. But the problem is, is that you have to know that it's Barbie. Because there's other, that's where it gets complicated. Because there's a lot of like unbranded dolls out there. Like even the Dollar Tree sells dolls that are like Barbie, uh, Barbie size. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you, it, that's where that's where it gets tricky. Is you have to know that it's Barbie. So as long as you know these are Barbie dresses, then you're good to go. But if you're not sure, um, that can it can get a little bit tricky. But I would say if the if it's if it's a really good deal and the dresses look nice, because you can kind of tell by the quality, right? Um, so if they look nice, I would say take the risk and try it because that's how you're going to learn. I am curious because clothing sellers can identify an age of an item by touch. Is it the same way in Barbie clothing? I would say so. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Neat. Um, so is there an animal that's collectible? uh in barbie world we're gonna stick to my weird terminology oh yeah she had some dolls like some vintage ones like in the yeah. 70s and 80s that were like dogs like little pluto poodles. yeah um yeah if you can find any of those i never buy the barbie horses though no barbie horses no yeah i okay. i i mean i'm not to say that there's not going to be some that are worth money um, but I just haven't had really good luck selling her horses and they're kind of big and bulky. So you got to charge like $10 to ship them. And I just how, always leave the horses. How behind. do you store the little, the, the little outfits? You put them on like little hangers and put them in a little closet or what? Like, how do you store? Oh the my gosh, tiny... that would be so cool. <laughs> how do you store the tiny, tiny Barbie stuff? Because I would assume you could just sell like a pair of shoes, a pair of little Barbie shoes. Like I just see those get lost. The cats are swapping them all over the apartment. I can only find one of the Barbie shoes. I need the other one. Like, how do you store this? The order stuff? needs to go out today, Mike. You find that other shoe. <laughs> how do you store well, this? I stuff? had to come up with a system because I was selling a lot of Barbie accessories and clothing. And I had that, I would just put them like in a Ziploc bag and then I would like put them in like a box. But then when it was time to ship, I would have to like go through the box and look for them. And it was just taking up more time. So what I do now is I put them all in Ziploc bags still, but I put a cardboard in there too. That way the outfit, like if it's like a dress, it lays flat against the cardboard. And then I just, you know, tape up the, the little Ziploc bag so that it's like tight against it. So it kind of looks a little bit professional kind of. 
And then I put a little sticker on it that has a number. And then um, in my custom um, SKU number thing on eBay, I'll put that number in there. And then I will put that particular item that I'm selling that I just numbered, I'll put it in another bag. And then that bag will be labeled like number like 10 to 20 or something like that. So when it sells and I see the SKU number, oh, this is um, 36, I'll go find the bag that says um, 30 to 40, and then I'll find the item in there. What, Johnny? I thought you were unmuted here. I got a cat in my face. I was totally muted. I was watching the cat and listening. I got, I got Nico sitting here. He's like, oh, it's almost time to eat. I got to eat another 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> so I, I got a question here when it comes to like, you know, building a business around Barbie, like, I feel like you can't, you can't just focus on that one thing starting out. We talk about it all the time, like kind of diversify yourself. Like mm -hmm. you, you almost can't just, you almost don't want to be just a Barbie seller, right? Because then you're going to miss, miss the monster high stuff. You're going to miss the other profitable items that are kind of in the same niche, right? Cause it's like, you yeah. know, fashion dolls basically is what, what the whole category is. So like, as much as you're like, Hey, it's a Barbie thing. Well, now this new Barbie movie out, you've been around well before they thought of even making this movie. So like, has this movie impacted Barbie sales, the Barbie community? Like, cause you're on the inside, right? So I, I kind of want to know the inside scoop of how this movie is affecting like the, the reselling market and what the collectors think of the movie. If you have heard opinions about it. Yeah. Yeah. So the collectors love the movie. They love it so much that they're not buying my stuff. <laughs> they're buying the the Barbie movie merchandise. That's what they're into right now, because um, yeah, it Barbie's everywhere. Uh, they've got new line of dolls um, that go with the movie. They've got some special edition ones, and not only just the Barbies, but like you go to the mall and walk into Forever Twenty One. They've got a Barbie section there. You go into Hot Topic. They've got a Barbie section. So these collectors, that's the stuff that they're buying right now. Like they're excited about all the new stuff. They've been collecting all this stuff that I'm selling for years. So they don't care about that right now. Um, not to say that they're not going to. Maybe next month they'll go back to it. But um, I think that right now, my buyer is somebody who loved Barbie as a child and is watching the movie now is feeling nostalgic and they want to they want to buy their old Barbie that they had or they want to buy it for their kid and I think that's the type of buyer that I have right now um but when the movie first came out my Barbie sales were insane for like the first week but then it like really went back to normal again after that so, I mean, we kind of briefly touched on it, like non-Barbie clothing that is like Barbie. Is Was there ever a second party or third party seller of Barbie stuff that was official, not official, if that makes sense? Like in video games, there was non-Nintendo made video games when Nintendo came out. There's kind of a correlation there. Yeah, so so basically you're saying like uh, clothes that's made for Barbie, but not necessarily made by Mattel. Not made by Mattel Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And some of those, like if you find those vintage, those ones that sell too. I that's, even that's what I was wondering right there. Okay. 
Awesome. Yeah, I can even sell vintage homemade Barbie dresses. I actually just sold one in my last video. I talked about it. I sold it for like $18. It was just a homemade Barbie dress. Was this one you found or is this one you actually made yourself? No, I found it. Okay. Okay. Now, are there other types of Barbie merchandise out there outside of the, the dolls that is that are collectible and sought after? Yeah, I would say pretty much any Barbie merchandise that you can find. That's just like Nintendo. Barbie. Slap a Barbie label on it. It's going to exactly. sell. Okay. I sold a, like, just for, as an example, um, I sold a sheet that had the Barbie logo all over it. It was from Pottery Barn. Huh. And I think I sold that sheet. I paid like a dollar for it at a yard sale. I think I sold it somewhere between 40 to $50. Wow. When the movie first came out, I sold a diary, a Barbie diary that was from the 90s that sold for like $23. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say anything that's got that Barbie brand on it, especially if it's vintage, um, always take a look at it. I guess it's good like that the collectors and the, the Barbie pulse seems to like the new movie, right? Because they do. You know, what if the movie would have completely sucked, right? And they would have screwed everything up. It's like... Uh, I guess it would have been better for the vintage stuff, not so much the new stuff. And I guess, you know, it, it shows, right? You know, the people are looking for the new stuff. So it's going to have traction for years to come. And mm -hmm. probably with the success of the movie, they're probably going to make more of them because, you know, the movie was a huge success. Uh, tons of people went and seen it. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you think the future of Barbie is? I, I see the future of Barbie to be spectacular. I mean, it's been around since the 60s, the early 60s, I want to say. And it's never like not been popular. Like she's always been popular. And um, I think Mattel has done a really great job of keeping her relevant. And, um, you know, she changes throughout the years and she just continues to just have an impact on people and everyone loves her and she's nostalgic and no matter it's it seems like no matter how old you are there's there's going to be a generation of barbie that's nostalgic to you so speaking of nostalgia i don't not sure if it's ever done so i'm just going to ask the silly question was there ever like a crossover barbie like barbie and gi joe or barbie uh meets the a team kind of set thing out there i have to know I don't know as far as like G.I. Joe. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I did. I I have a Barbie Hot Wheels car. <laughs> a Barbie's but, Hot Wheel. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know about any of the, those other ones. No, um, no sure William so. Shatner meets Barbie set. Uh, I, I oh. don't think so. She she does do um like Disney princesses. <laughs> Disney princesses. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's some crossover there. They they actually have because I, I went and looked it up here real quick. They actually have a Star Trek Barbie and Ken. Yes. There oh, we yeah. go. It's not worth much, but I mean I, I don't I, care. They probably just license it out for the money, dude. Like that's yeah. probably the stuff you want to stay away from when it comes when you're out there looking for Barbie. I do say though, um, because me and my wife Deb, we're huge Beauty and the Beast fans, and they actually had the Beauty and the Beast Barbie dolls and like the Ken, like they actually have the beast outfit and everything. Like that thing is legit. Like I'll, I'll yeah. give them that. Like they they put a lot of details into this, and I think that's kind of why Barbie's been around and been so successful is because it's not just like cheap garbage knockoffs, right? Like I feel like it's almost as if if you have a Barbie in your hand and a cheap dollar store one, you probably can feel the difference in the weight, and you probably can just feel the difference in the quality, and that's why that's why they're always going to be around, like you said, for years to come. Mm -hmm. Now, 
So for a person that's just getting into Barbie or toys in general, just wants some general knowledge base, where would you point them? Is there a certain book, a certain website, a certain group online, or where would you steer them to go? Oh, that's so hard. I would say just for me, the way that I learned was just hands-on. Hands-on, okay. Yeah, just going to yard sales and buying things in bulk, you know, like Maybe someone has a whole bin full of toys and you don't really know anything about it. But if you can get that bit of toys for like $10 or $20 and you take it home and that's the best way you learn is just through experience and what things look cool to you, what things are fun, like what triggers joy when you see them, like those types of things. Because if you don't like what you're selling, you're going to be horrible at it. Like you got to have that, um, like you have to care basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you care, it really shows and you'll be successful at it. So I would just say, if you're interested in selling toys, just start buying toys and see where it goes. And then, like, like I said, I didn't start off selling Barbie. It was just something where I was just buying all these different things to learn what it was that I wanted to do. And when I started buying Barbie stuff, I was just realizing that I was having a lot of fun doing it and that I was good at it. And then it just went from there. So are there any Barbie hard pass, never again, never going to touch it items, walk away now? Hmm. Hairless Barbies. That's got to be one, right? If the Barbie ain't got hair, it's got to be a piss. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the newer Barbies um, I I stay away from. Um, they're not made very good quality. I mean, okay, don't get don't get me wrong. Mattel does still make some really nice Barbies today, but like the like the common ones you see when you walk down the aisle is um, they're kind of cheap, cheaply made. Um, so um, and, and if she doesn't have her outfit, like if it's a new Barbie and a really good giveaway to know if it's one of those new ones is if her knees don't bend. <laughs> then it's kind of like a cheap it's a it's a cheap doll because they like to make a lot of like ten dollar barbies that way like if you just want to get a quick gift for someone like oh you know here's like a value doll they make tons of those so those ones where their knees don't bend i would i'd stay away from those if the doll is um um doesn't have her clothes on it's going to be super hard to identify her just leave it um, and then especially check, because this could be hard uh, to tell off the bat, but move her neck up and make sure it's not cracked underneath because uh, that happens a lot. And you don't know until you move the, you move her head up a bit and you can see underneath that that it's broken because collectors aren't going to be interested in the doll at all. If the neck is broken, you're actually better off just removing the head and selling just the head. That's what I was going to say. It's just like, it's going to see a little bit demented, but it's my Texas Chainsaw Massacre question yeah. of the podcast. Can I just buy Barbies and just like rip their arms off and their legs and their head and just sell like all the parts of the Barbie? 1972 <laughs> Barbie, left arm. Yeah. The yeah, heads, yeah. I would say just the heads and it's got to be a vintage doll. If you, there you go, Mike, there's your new eBay business. Nothing but Barbie heads. <laughs> Dude, that's a deep, dark hole. I'm not even going down. The I eBay sold rabbit. them. Oh my God. Like, yeah. It's like, okay. So like when you take photos of your, 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 you know, whether it's Barbie or any kind of fashion dolls, like 
all right, well, huh. the argument is like, are you going to use just a white background? Are you going to have like Barbie? Are you going to have like a little kind of like almost like uh, props in the photos? Like what kind of is your approach when it comes to, you know, photos for Barbie, if you want to do it the right way and kind of drive more traffic to your listings? So I tried all kinds of different ways. So if you were to go look at my store, you would, you would see a whole bunch of different types of styles of pictures, but Right now, what I've been doing is just using a, a white background. And um, I like I will either prop her up on a stand and take it that way because if she's got her whole outfit, her whole original outfit with her shoes and everything, you want to show the buyer that this is the complete doll. Um, so I'll I'll normally always stand her up on a stand. Make sure to put in the, the description that it does not come with the stand <laughs> because uh, I, I get those messages sometimes stand I'm like no sorry that's just display um, you would think that people would just know but they don't so you have you do have to disclose that um, but one of my really favorite ways is sitting the Barbie down and just kind of like posing her like I'll, I'll turn her to the side and like put her she'll put her hand out like that and um, and then I'll take the picture that way and I think it looks really cute like that so just because I've never listed a Barbie, what are the, like in books, there's acceptable, good, very good, et cetera. Or is it the same kind of condition in Barbies or do they have different conditions? Uh, I I don't really know too much about that. I just put pre-owned condition and okay. then see the photos. And That's then I, the best way to live your life, Johnny, as a reseller. Good condition. Everything's good pre-owned condition, all right? Unless it's one of the ones- I sold hundreds of dollars acceptable condition stuff, no. Yeah, unless it comes straight out of the box, then I'll let them know that it's not been played with. It's straight out of the box and all that. Okay. So if you had to start the Barbie empire over again, what, what, what's the number one advice you would give yourself? Number one advice I give myself. You go back in time, you now to you then. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, I, I, I kick myself a lot for this, but when I first started, I bought a bag of vintage Barbie clothes at a Goodwill and I listed it all in one big bulk. Oh. And I think I like did like $30 or something like that. And it sold like that like super fast so just but, listed it sold I, that's that's when you know you made a mistake when that happens yeah yeah so if i would have just taken the time to figure out which each outfit went to which doll i would have made a lot more money and i would have started learning a lot faster no absolutely do you have a lot of competition in your area is there some other evil you out there who gets there before you i don't know i i try not to pay too close attention to that but i do feel like there is a a lot of um, competition out there for barbies yeah. um you see it like when i go to uh like thrift stores and i go to the little section where they have all the barbies hanging i always see someone over there looking through those see you're the only one i know specifically just barbie like i know a lot of toy sellers which are scooping into your market certainly but i'm wondering if there's other just Barbie sellers. There, I I know that there is. I just I just don't pay too too close attention to it. Yeah, that's fascinating to me. 
there's a used Barbie guy out there on YouTube somewhere. We just don't know about him yet. It's you, and you're only going to sell the heads of Barbies. We've been over this. <laughs> if I became the used Barbie guy, my channel would probably just skyrocket. You know what? I, I, I'd i stay subbed up just for the giggles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is uh, kind of important, though, like to, to kind of just understand what you're getting yourself into. And yes. uh, you have you know, multiple videos when it comes to selling Barbies and, you know, your what sold video recently. Like, I do think like just watching that one video you posted about, you know, how to sell Barbies, things to look for, how to ship the customers, you know, what you're kind of doing, like that 50 minute video. A lot of people don't want to spend the time to do the research. They don't even want to take a second. They just want to be able to walk in and say, oh, I'm going to grab this Barbie. But it's kind of good for you because it's almost like a barrier to entry because, me or Johnny can't walk in and, you know, look at a bag of Barbies the same way you can. So it's like, it's good that there's not as much competition, but now with the movie, you're probably going to have a lot of wannabe Barbie sellers that come along and just buy everything for whatever they're asking because they think all the Barbie stuff is worth a lot of money. So like, if you had to give a ratio of like the stuff that's actually worth picking up versus the stuff that leave behind, because for like books, for example, you're probably only going to, you know, buy 10% of the books you scan. I'm curious, like, what do you think the ratio is for like, how much of the Barbie stuff you actually see that you're going to buy versus like how much you leave behind? So if we're talking yard sale, I normally, it, it would probably be like eight out of 10. Like I'm always just, I scoop up Barbie stuff at yard sales. But if we're talking about thrift stores, I probably say like one out of 10. Nice. So do you, do you go on and look for past you who sold that lot for people doing the same thing and buy their lots yeah. instantly nice i do that yes the tables have turned it's a cycle yeah. of life Safari <laughs> is a good place to do it i haven't done it in a while just because i have so much to list right now i really don't need to but if i'm ever in a in a situation where like i need inventory and i don't feel like going thrifting i'll go and i'll, I'll look at um I'll go and I'll look at Macari and eBay and find other sellers that are doing that. Absolutely. It's like when people ask me, Johnny, when they comment on my channel, like, where can I buy Gaylords of books? Like, that's what it's going to be on Sabrina's channel. Like, where can I buy Gaylords of Barbies? Right. Like that, that's people want the easiest way out. And they think, you know, just getting stuff in mass is easy. And I would argue, hey, if, you know, Sabrina dropped a trash bag full of Barbie clothes on your lap today, you won't be able to get through it all probably five years. Please no. Please no. <laughs> Don't do it, Mike. It's uh, it, it's it, it is cool though, right? To see like other niches where like if you mm -hmm. have a passion for it, that's that's honestly why I don't enjoy doing eBay because I list crappy books. I just like the money I get from them, so I want like the past uh, like least resistance. But you just need to find something that eBay sends you a check for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> but like if you're passionate about it, like it makes your life so much easier, right? If you probably have you know a bag of Barbie stuff to list, you're not like, oh, I really don't want to look through this and list it. You're probably like, oh, let me look through this. Maybe there's something I've been looking for for my personal collection, or maybe you know you have favorite sets, favorite Barbies, things like that. So like. It, it does make it a lot easier, I would think, that you're actually doing something you're passionate about. Yes. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. Where can people find you, Sabrina? Uh, plug all your social medias. Uh, I'm not sure how many you're on. I know you're on Instagram and YouTube, but plug them here for everybody so they can all go learn about Barbie. Yeah, so I'm only on Instagram and YouTube. Sabrina's Magical World of Thrifting. Yeah, so make sure you guys go check her out. Tons of valuable information over there. 
And uh, you can be a Barbie boy like me. And one day Johnny B will be a Barbie boy as well. It only takes you watching a few videos. I mean, yeah, there's indicators, but hey, she she does all the, the heavy lifting. I mean, lifting. I feel like starting a band called Barbie Boys now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> she does all the heavy lifting for you and can just condense it down into a video. So we appreciate you coming on, Sabrina. Oh, thank and, you for uh, having me. Best of luck with your future Barbie endeavors. And uh, we will see you guys in next week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usebookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode.